أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عبس وتولى أن جاءه الأعمى So this surah Abasa it starts with these two words Abasa وتولى Abasa means you know when you see something you don't like then you make your face you know sometimes somebody brings a food or sometimes somebody comes to see you and you don't like that person so you make your face that's Abasa and tawalla means you turn, you don't want to look, to turn your face. So these two things actually are used when people hate someone, don't like someone. So Quran is saying Abasa, he made his face, he frowned, watawalla, and he turned his face. Quran does not mention who is who, who is he. Quran just says Abasa watawalla, he, he frowned, he made his face, watawalla, and he turned his face. Though actually it is said about the Prophet وسلم, but the way it is said is, in the beginning you don't realize about whom it is said. But when you read a little bit more, then it becomes clear it is said about the Prophet وسلم. So that tells you, even when the Allah uses words which are very harsh about the Prophet وسلم, they are never made clear. So, you know, because Allah respects his, his Prophet so much. And also the reason is, the real criticism is not about the Prophet The real criticism is against unbelievers. The story basically is that the Prophet as I mentioned, Prophet like all messengers, their main focus always is the elite people of the society, the top people of the society. When they are messengers, they want to go to top people, explain to them, because they think if they become Muslim, then it becomes easier. These elite people or top people they don't like, like to be mixed with the slaves or with the poor people and with the people who are, who are weak and not, not strong people. They just want to be treated separated differently. So when the Prophet is sitting with these people, he wants to respect them because you know his key his key if they become Muslim. During that time, the Prophet does not like any Muslim who is a slave or who is not very good looking to come there. Because if he comes, then Arab people they would not like to sit with him nicely. They will feel bad. And the Prophet wants them to feel nice so they can listen to him. So in one of the assembly, when the Prophet was sitting with top people, all the leaders of Quraysh, he was sitting and teaching them and explaining Islam. One believer, his name is Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. He is from good family, but you know, he was blind. He could not see. He is a guided person. He wants to learn something from the Prophet And he found out the Prophet sitting with these people. He also came to the assembly. When the Prophet saw him, he realized, he thought now the Quraysh are not going to listen to him. And they will think of Muhammad, his followers are people like him. It will make them upset and then his effort will be wasted. So the Prophet himself did not have any problem to sit with any blind person with any poor person, anybody, he could sit. The reason he, he did not like this is not for himself, for these Quraysh people. Because they are leaders of Quraysh, they are, you know, they basically noble people of the society, they would not like this. The Prophet became unhappy when he saw this, you know, this blind man coming. Allah never liked this thing. Allah never can like to prefer people who are unbelievers over a believer. Somebody who wants to learn from the Prophet Allah will never like any people like, like him to be turned away. So this is what happens. 
So Allah SWT is criticizing this condition. This should not happen. But if you see in the criticism, it not really target against the Prophet sallallahu against these Quraysh people, that they are so arrogant. They are so arrogant people, and then Allah SWT want to say, I don't care if they don't believe. My care is more about the person who believes. Oh, Prophet, you should focus on him more, not about these people. If they don't like, you know, the blind person come, don't worry. Teach him, teach the blind person. He deserves more, because he is the one who guided, you know, what to take, we want to take lesson. So this is the thing, so if you can see from inside, the anger is not against the Prophet anger is about the Quraysh people, about the arrogant people of the Quraysh. Sometimes happens, what happens, you, there are people, you know, some people are very close to you, and some people that are not so close to you. The people who are not close to you, you are angry with them, but you don't want to even to address them. So you express your anger on those who are close to you. The real meaning is the other people, but you don't say that. You indirectly want to criticize them. Quraysh people don't have, have no value to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only one who has value is the Prophet sallallahu So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to criticize Quraysh people, but he is using the sentence against the Prophet. Then it could become very clear that how what they have done. So it is really in a criticism against the arrogance of Quraysh people. One thing here also can you see very clearly that, uh, you know, this verse, you know, people say it really, you know, the starting point is really so disturbing. So like one of the great, uh, you know, Mufassir of the Quran, Ibn Zayd, it's very, you know, very good actually in this matter. He said, كَانَ يُقَالُ لَوْ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ كَتَمَ مِنَ الْوَحْيِ شَيْئًا كَتَمَ هَذَا عَنْ نَفْسِهِ it has been said, if Allah the Messenger would, has, would, would conceal or hide any revelation, he would have concealed this revelation. Because this goes against him. Abbas You know, you read this thing all the time, you know, about the Prophet. Abbas and the Prophet frowned. The Prophet, you know, turned his face. It creates some against him to have this thing in the Quran. And the Prophet has to read this all the time. And everybody reads it. It's not easy. To keep something like that in the Quran makes very clear the Prophet did not hide anything from the Quran. Because this is something he should hide, but he did not hide. Here another thing also can become very clear. Tell me this man is blind. The person who came to the Prophet said he is blind. Quran itself says, the blind man came. When you make your face on blind person, can he see? How can it hurt him anyway? And when the Prophet turns his face away from him, can he see? No. So you can see how much Allah cares for guided people. Even if the guided person cannot know what's happening, cannot see what's happening, still Allah does not like people to make face in the front, in the face of guided people, how precious they are. This blind person does not know anything. Whatever the Prophet did, he could not even see it. Still the Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, is not happy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants him to be treated properly. Though he does not know what, what, what people are doing. So you always keep in mind really that when a believer comes to you, you have to treat him well. Because if you don't treat him well, it makes Allah angry. If Allah becomes angry with the mistreatment of somebody who is blind, certainly he will be angry with the mistreatment of somebody who is not blind, who can see properly. It is going to hurt him more. This is where we keep feeling really. You know, very often actually our brothers and sisters, they come to us and we make face. 
we turn away from them. We give impression that I don't want to see you. So this is not right really. It is really sin. And I, you know, just imagine really how much Allah will be angry with that. If Allah became angry with the Prophet, when he turned his face away from the blind person, and the blind person cannot see anything, so when you turn your face away from any person who can see, how hurting it will be for that person. So certainly it will never, never be allowed. This, this is a very mean character. To turn face away from the people, you know, to make face in front of them, is a very, very mean character. Believer always should be noble, more generous, more welcoming. If somebody comes to you, welcome. Even if your enemy now is coming to you, you should be happy, nice to meet, pleased with meet. This should be done, actually. And here, actually, you know, it is very easy, really, to, you know, to make good speeches and to, you know, nice sentences, write something good. But real test, really, is with the people. When we are with the people, how you treat them, how nice you are, how humble you are, how, how soft we are with the people, that real test. And this is a test where people keep feeling. That way, Quranic way is really not that, you know, how you good with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how good you are with Allah's creation. Test of the believers always happen with the people. That when people come to you, when you meet the people, even actually your wife and children, and people are your friends, how nice you are with them. If you feel fail with them, then it means there's something wrong with you. Many of us actually we have never learn. People don't learn how to say nice sentence. Sometimes you say a sentence which can hurt the person. You need to think before using the sentence, you know, this is my sentence, how it will be taken. Sometimes people say, I did not mean that. Is that enough? Sometimes people say you said something and you, you are hurt. Then you complain that, you know, why you did this? Why did not mean that? Is, is that good excuse? No. Allah never likes this thing. The way is you should make effort, you know, not to use anything which can hurt you. You can't say, I did not mean that. You should mean to use a sentence which is not hurting. It is your mistake, really. To think, you know, I did not mean that I just said, but I did not know that it's going to hurt you. No, you should have made effort to use a sentence, to pick, to select a sentence which is not going to hurt. It obligatory on the believers to select, to choose good sentences. You can't say, I did not mean. It means you don't care. You just use a sentence. You don't, did not know what will be the effect. This is not right manner. This is not civilized way. The way actually in Islam is, khuluq is actually, you should be careful. When you use your sentence, you should be careful what you're going to use and what will be the impact, what will be the effect. You should know real before using it. And then use a sentence which can have a right effect. Not something which can hurt anybody. And then you need to say, I did not mean that. You know, if you say this, it means you do not care. So this always keep in the Islamic way is that you should mean when you use a sentence. You should mean properly, you know, what will happen. You know, you should mean what, you, what, 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 what the sentence is. That why the ulama say that next to every sentence, next to every sentence, there's another sentence, which is softer than this one and does the same job. To tell me which one you need to use. The one is more soft. You know, some words can hurt people. If you want to say something, another sentence does the same job, and it is much more nice and much more polite, you don't feel more polite. If you don't use that one, it means you are basically a rough person, uncivilized, unrefined. You care careless person. When you make effort to choose a sentence, it means you are refined. You are more cultured. So between to always understand really 
that for this purpose, how many sentences can be used? And among these three, four sentences, which one is the best and more polite, more soft? Then use that one. Then you don't need to regret and you don't hurt anybody. That how the professors have been doing, uh, that always have people have been doing this thing. You know, in the language, it is very bad really to use a rough sentence. Anybody, people, people mind. Sometimes people don't say because they are you know, noble people. They don't want to criticize you, but they understand actually you are not civilized, you are not refined. It goes against you. It does not go against them. It hurts them. They get reward. But then it makes you low in light of other noble people. They think you are not a refined person. You are not cultured. You are not learned manners properly. Many people keep doing this thing. This very bad manner. I always understand this thing. Keep in mind that for every occasion, there are right sentences and there are wrong sentences. In wrong sentences, they come quickly because they don't need any effort. But good sentences, they need effort. Everything that has value, it, has, it needs effort. Everything which is cheap does not need any effort. But things which have value, they need effort. So whatever comes from your mouth without effort, you should know really it can't be true, can't be right. You need to make effort. You know, good characters, anything which has weight in life and Hotel, it always comes after effort. Good sentences always come after thinking. You know, think really that if somebody used this center against me, what will be my feeling? So that will make you to become slow. You cannot answer quickly. You have to think many, many times. And if you are doubtful, don't say anything. Don't use the sentence. So many people don't realize, even in this matter, no doubt, okay, in Lucknow, where I'm coming from, in Nadatrolama, it's a very good city. In Lucknow, you know, you can't say any sentence. From the very beginning, the way basically is you have to choose the right sentence. It's very, very bad manner, very bad, even actually common person. Very bad manner to use a sentence which can hurt anybody. Maybe inside they hurt people, hit, hate people, but at least when they say, they choose the right words. Sweet words, nice sentences. That training must be taken. And I know really sometimes the people, you know, the students come in, in Lucknow from, from villages, from you know, rough places, they don't know how to use. Then they become a joke. Everybody laughs at them for a long time until they have to you know, settle properly because this thing is not accepted. Though even laughing at the people is very bad, but I'm trying to say that you know, in certain areas, people really look at how you use the sentence. And other people in, in Jahili and Islam as well, it was one of the good training they used to train the children, young boys, young, young children. They teach them how to speak. Not anything you speak. They did not like children to pick the sentences from the shop and from the market, from anywhere. Now people pick the sentences from the TV, from anywhere. They're rough sentences. You know, from any, in the past they did not like. Zohri says, when I used to go to market, I used to put cotton in my ear. So rough sentences at the market don't fall in my ear. So then I pick them, I use them. I used to put the cotton. He can't hear what people say. Mawla Mududi says, when I become young, my father stopped me from mixing with any common people. So I don't pick a wrong sentence. I only remain with noble society so I can know how to speak properly. So they used to make arrangements to children learn good sentences, they don't learn bad sentences. Now in our time, people don't know this thing very clearly. They use any sentence, any rough words, and they say, don't care if going to hurt people or not. So this is one of the important things. That's why Hadith of the Prophet said, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisanihi wa The Muslim is the one from whose hand and tongue Muslims are safe. 
it is a sign of Islam that you really take care of your sentences. You know, use those sentences which don't hurt anybody. So now this blind person, you can see, he even cannot be hurt. Because he does not see, still Allah does not like. So Allah says, Abasa wa tawalla. He made his face, frowned. Wa tawalla, and turned his face. Why? Anja'ahul a'ma. Because the blind person came to him. The blind person came to him, he became upset. So this is how the starting point is the Quran is Abasa wa tawalla anja'ahul a'ma. Now the, after that, Quran addresses the Prophet. Then you know it is about the Prophet. Then the Quran says, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّهُ جَزَّكَّ O Prophet, what makes you to know that perhaps this person wants to be pure? He has come for a good reason. You are wasting your time of, you know, about these Arab leaders, Quraysh, you know, top fellow society. But they are not interested in you. This young man, blind person he came and you turn your face away from him but you don't know maybe he is the person actually you focus on him you should focus on him because his purpose is to become pure and you have been sent to this world for taskiyah your whole purpose of your sending is to purify the people to clean the people and this person wants comes to you and wants to have taskiyah so you should turn to him to from there we know the address is to the Prophet The Prophet is the one who changed his face. The Prophet who frowned. But the Quran did not make it clear. Also, if Allah is teaching people to have right manner, to Allah is the first to, to use right manner. Allah does not want to face with a sentence which can upset the Prophet. So he makes a third person. So when the right thing comes to teach him, then the Quran makes him second person. But when the Quran has to talk about him something wrong, something bad, Quran makes the Prophet third person, you know, does, does not address. So this actually also, noble people will never face you with something which can hurt you. For example, something you do wrong. A noble person will not criticize you in that moment, because he knows if he says that you are wrong or why you doing this, it will hurt you. Noble person will wait for right time when he can make it more general. Why some people do like that? He make a story. So the person will know, learn, but he will not be hurt. That's how the Prophet used to do it. Prophet when he saw some evil, somebody are not doing rightly, he will not criticize that person, no. The Prophet will make more general. What? Ma balu aqwamin. What happened to some people, they do this thing. You see? Because to face someone who is doing evil is hurting him, humiliating him. So you want to correct him, reform him, then wait for the right moment. Be patient, do sabr. But some people, they become angry at the same place. If somebody hurts you, then you hurt him back. You are like him. If the person hurts you, wait right moment until you can teach him nicely, more softly, in a more civilized way. But if you face him with a the problem, then he also becomes upset. You're going to hurt him as well. People need to learn this thing. And actually I've seen people even use rough sentence against their parent. They're unimaginable. It basically means there's no education. They even don't know how to there are people really who stretch their legs in front of their parent. This was unimaginable in our culture, really, that you, know, you, ex, you know, stretch your leg in front of your parent. You know, people say that you know, when you're walking with your, with your father or mother, don't be in front of them, you know, one side or behind. 
but people don't mind. People doing all those things. People make a joke with their parents as they make a joke with their own colleagues. You know, this thing is not learned properly. That, you know, this is it's very, very important to learn, really, that who, how you talk. And when somebody sees you doing this thing, they think you are low. You have not learned the right manner properly. You have not learned the right culture properly. You know, who to speak how. This actually people need to learn. Like with your teacher, how to talk, how to behave. If you are upset, how to express it. You know, these things people need to learn. You know, when you're a teacher, with your parent, you need to be polite, more polite, right manner. You like slave, you know. Then they become more love for you. And that Allah SWT, you know, people have, when people don't do this thing, they don't get baraka. Maybe you can get some skill, you're learning something, you can, but you never get the baraka of the knowledge, the blessing of the knowledge. That only comes when you have a right manner. Good manner is very, very important. When Imam Malik's mother, she sent Malik to study with the Rabia. So she said to her, her, her son, take from Rabia the manner before you take from him the knowledge. Right manner. Before the knowledge, right manner. Learn how he behaves, love, love, how he speaks, you know, how he talks. Learn from him that before you learn from, you know, learn from him any knowledge. Allah SWT saying to the person, Abasa wa tawalla an jaahu al-a'ma wa ma idrika la'allahu yazzakka. You know, perhaps, you know, he becomes, you know, pure. Oh, yazzakkaru fatanfa'ahu dhikra. Oh, he takes some lessons from you. You know, some reminders from you. And then his reminder benefits him. To either he comes to purify cleanness, he becomes pure, or he comes to learn something from you. I listen to your, you know, he did not have a question. He does not come to, but he wants to sit with you. And when you explain to the people, to he think maybe a sentence can come to his ear and it reminds him something and become good. Is it clear? To basically, when the people used to come to the Prophet, they're coming for one or two purposes. Some people are coming and the intention to become pure and clean, they have questions, they ask about Salaam. Some people don't have anything in mind. They have no question, nothing. But they think really, I come and sit there, maybe I listen something which can help me. So they have nothing in their mind, but they... So this blind person, he came to you, he could be, he has a question, he wants to ask you a question, and then you answer, it helps him. Or maybe he has no question, but since just simply he think, he sits next to you, and some words come to his ear, and then it helps him. So people like that should be preferred. Meaning the teachers, they should actually respect both types of the student. Those students who have got something in mind to ask, something to learn, they should be respected. And also those students who don't have anything in mind, they don't know what to learn, but they think maybe I sit in the class and something come and it helps me to learn something. They also should be respected. And the Quran makes both things very clear. So my So these two things also make you very clear that you know, whenever you go to learn, you know, these two things in mind. When you come to the class, either you have some questions and you have purpose, or sometimes you have intention that you know, maybe I don't have question, maybe I sit there and I learn something. But for no purpose, you know, they use waste of time. So these, one of these two purposes is a good sign for a good student. When people don't have this thing, their classroom really upset you. Because people come to the classroom, no intention of learning. They don't want to get anything over. They don't pay any attention. Mine is somewhere else. I is somewhere else. The people like they don't learn really. You know, like you know, in, in the army, when you go to fight, if you don't prepare properly, if you don't arrange your rows properly, you don't learn anything. 
کی نو لائق اقبال سے جناب تک پوٹے ورس صفیں کج دل پریشان سجد بے ذوق کہ جذبے اندروں باقی نہیں ہے یہ فیصلے تھا بلی ورس کانٹے نہیں ہو صفیں کج دے آر ناٹ سٹنگ ان دا رائٹ روز اسکیٹرڈ ون پرسن سٹنگ ہے ون پرسن سٹنگ ہے ون پرسن لیننگ ون پرسن دے پیپل آر ناٹ سٹنگ لائک دا پیپل ہو وانٹ ٹو لرن سم تھنگ صفیں کج دا روز آر ناٹ اسٹیٹ یو نو اپسٹ یو نو دے ناٹ رائٹ آر دل پریشان مائنڈ از ناٹ دیر مائنڈ آلسو اسکیٹر مائنڈ سم ریلس تھنکنگ سم تھنگ ایلس ہارٹ از سم تھنگ ایلس ایلس یو نو وریز مینی مینی وریز مینی مینی کنسرن بٹ واٹ دے وانٹ ٹو لرن اٹ از ناٹ دیر سچ دا بے ذوق اینڈ وین دے فال ان سچ دا ٹو اللہ سہ تعالیٰ دیٹ یو نو لفٹ دیر ہیڈ ویری کوئکلی دے ڈونٹ انجوائے دا سچ دا تو دے کم ٹو دا پریئر دے ماسک اینڈ یو کین سی ریئلی وین پیپل کم فار دا پریئر روز آر ناٹ یو کین سی وتھ پیپل سٹ ایکچولی دے ڈونٹ میک ایفرٹ ٹو میک دا روز نائسلی ارینج یو نو دے دیر ہارٹ مائنڈ از سم ور ایلس اینڈ وین دے گو ان سچ دا یو نو دے ڈونٹ انجوائے دا سچ دا یو نو سم ٹائم پیپل ڈو تراوی سو کوئکلی تو آئی تھنک ریئلی لائک اے برڈ اینڈ دے وانٹ ٹو ٹیک اٹ اپ یو نو ویری کوئکلی روکو سچ دا اور ڈس سو کوئکلی یو کم ٹائرڈ ریئلی دے نو ٹیسٹ سچ دا بے ذوق وائی کہ جز بے اندروں باقی نہیں ہے ریزن از بیکاز دا ٹیسٹ آف ان سائڈ وچ کین اٹریکٹ ایوری تھنگ از ناٹ دیر ان سائڈ ان امپیور دیر نو انٹرسٹ ان سائڈ دس ڈونٹ ہیو دیٹ جذب جذب مینس گریویٹی یو نو واٹ کین یو نو پول تھنگس یو کم ٹو دا پریئر بٹ یو ڈونٹ ہیو دیٹ ہارٹ وچ کین ٹیک ایوری تھنگ ان سائڈ فرام اللہ فرام دا قرآن فرام دا پریئر دیر نتھنگ دیر اٹ جسٹ ایمٹی ایمٹی ہارٹ تو یو کم ریئلی دا پریئر ڈز ناٹ گیو اینی تھنگ یو گو ان سائڈ دا بٹ سائڈ دا ڈز ناٹ گیو اینی تھنگ یو لسن دا قرآن بٹ یو ڈونٹ ٹیک اینی تھنگ فرام دا قرآن بیکاز دا کوالٹی آف ٹیکنگ از ناٹ دیر جذب مینس پولنگ تو دس کوالٹی وین یو کین پول تھنگس اینڈ یو کین ٹیک ان از ناٹ دیر تو پیپل سٹ ان دا کلاس بٹ دے کانٹ ٹیک ان اینی تھنگ پیپل کم ٹو دا پریئر بٹ دے کانٹ ٹیک اٹ اینی تھنگ بیکاز دے ریئلی دس دس کوالٹی ڈز ناٹ ایگزٹ دیر نو مور آئیز آر دیر مائنڈ از دیر بٹ دا کوالٹی آف ٹیکنگ ان از نو مور دیر کہ جذبے اندروں باقی نہیں ہیں سیم چیز وائس کا ہر ایک رشاد بجا تقریر بہت دلچسپ مگر آنکھوں میں سرور عشق نہیں چہرے پہ یقین کا نور نہیں دس پریچر ان دیٹ واز فار دا اسٹوڈنٹس اینڈ دس ناؤ فار ٹیچر دس ٹیچر اور پریچر واٹ ایور ہی سیو از گڈ بیس آن رائٹ تھنگ ویری انٹرسٹنگ اسٹل ڈز ناٹ میک این امپیکٹ وائی بیکاز ان ہز آئیز دیر از اے نو انجوائمنٹ آف دا لو ہی ڈز ناٹ لو ہز اسٹوڈنٹ ہی ڈز ناٹ وانٹ ٹو گیو سم تھنگ ہی میکس ایم سیٹ ڈفرینٹ ٹو دا اسٹوڈنٹ یو نو دا وائی بیسکلی دا ٹیچر شوڈ لو ٹو گیو سم تھنگ ہی شوڈ لو ریلی دیٹ دیز آر مائی پیپل آئی وانٹ ٹو گیو دم سم تھنگ وین یو ہیو گاٹ دس لو فرام یور آئی دین اٹ گوز ڈیپ ان سائڈ تو آنکھوں میں سرور عشق نہیں چہرے پہ یقین کا نور نہیں ایکچولی دا ٹروتھ از دا ٹیچر ہم سیٹ ڈز ناٹ بلیو ان واٹ از ٹیچنگ جیسے پروفیشن ہی کمس این ٹیچر بٹ ڈز ناٹ بلیو تو اف دا اسٹوڈنٹس آر لائک دیٹ اف دا اسٹوڈنٹس ڈونٹ ہیو گریویٹی اینڈ ٹیچرس ڈونٹ ہیو لو یو نو واٹ ول ہیپن نتھنگ ہیئر یو سی اے پرافٹ دا پرافٹ از فل آف دا لو فل آف دا رسپیکٹ ہی وانٹ ٹو گیو ہی سیٹ دیٹ یو نو پیپل یو پیپل وانٹ ٹو جمپ ان دا ہیل فائر اینڈ آئی وانٹ ٹو ہولڈ یو بائک سو قرآن سے عزیز العلیہ معنی تم حریص علیہ علیہ کم 
This Prophet, if you have any problem, any difficulty, he feels it. Your difficulty becomes his difficulty. In our time, what people say? It is your problem. Can Prophet say it is your problem? When a Prophet knows you have a problem, your problem becomes his problem. Prophets, they make your problem their own problem. But in our time, what people say? Oh, it is your problem, not my problem. This is not the way of Prophet. Never, never. Prophet will never say, mind your business. But these are languages we have learned really. This language is a very, very, very rough language. To say to someone, it is your problem, very rough language, uncivilized manner. To say, mind your own business, it is a very rough language. The prophets never do like that. Everybody's business is their business. Everybody's problem is their problem. They want to help everybody. A teacher should actually be interested in his students. If somebody has a problem, he should solve it. Should make, if you cannot solve the problem, at least express your sympathy. That, you know, I support you in a problem. I can't solve it, but I am with you. You know, this is what should be. Same your friends. If they have problem, tell them that, you know, maybe I cannot help you, but at least I am with you. You know, my full support with you. I'm, my sympathy is with you. I feel same pain as you feel. That gives you strength. That makes people stronger. But when you say to your friend, it is your problem, tell me what will happen. You're killing him. You're adding to his problem. You increase his problem. When somebody wants to advise you, the sense that you say, no, mind your own business, what will happen? You're cutting the relation. You make the relation between you and him very, very weak. So try to understand that this is from both, it is bond from both sides. The students should have jadb, jadb andarun, gravity, you know, equality to take in, and the teachers should have created the love and the mercy to give. So the students feel really that whatever he's teaching, is teaching to my own interest, not just to for the sake of money. He wants to benefit me. So, the, so that Quran says, you know, you know, he, he, he comes there and you know, some words fall in his ear and then he remembers. And then the Quran says, Istagna means somebody who does not feel any need to anybody. Self I think you know, I, I don't need anybody. You know, I've got everything. Istagna. So people like you know, Shaiba ibn Rabi'a, these people, they like Quran also says, Kalla inna al-insan layatagha arrahu istagna. Human being feels, you know, shows a pretense that you know, he's a rebel. He, you know, he does rebellion. Why? Because he thinks he's self-sufficient. He does not need anybody. This problem really. Istagna is the source of every problem. Istighna means when you feel, when you believe that you don't need anybody, don't need any guidance, don't need Allah, don't need a messenger. That what the modern society. Modern society, the help, the, the whole effort is to make you mustaghani. You don't need anybody. You know, you ring, make a phone call, things will happen. You don't need to help your neighbors or your relatives. You know, it's, it's, they want to create a society which becomes independent. You know, it does not depend on anybody. Is it possible to make a society independent? Impossible. It's a lie. So what more and more suffering will come. This lie will create more problems because when you hide the truth, because the truth really is that we depend, we are dependent. So Quran says the reason people become taghi, taghi means rebellion, don't listen, arrogant. Reason is because they think they are mustaghani, they don't need anybody. They don't depend anybody on anybody. 
So, you know, if you look in the time, our time, it is the same problem. Why actually many, many children, when they become older, they don't respect their parents? Because they think they need, don't need them. Because they think, you know, when were the young boy or young girls, then they need their mother, mother and father, but now they don't need them. So when you think you don't need, you become arrogant, you become rebellious. So when, whenever it comes, whenever istighna comes, tuqiyan comes. This is a big, big illness for human being. If human being think it is mustaghani, it will become taghi. Real thing for human being is what Quran says, Ya ayyuhan nas, antumul fuqara'u ilallah. O people, all of you are needy to Allah. You depend upon him. He is the samad. You need him. You are not actually self-sufficient. You are not independent. You depend upon him. You need him. That, that how Allah made the whole human being connected. That actually, this expression in English language is not right when they say individual. You know, when you say in English, in, this means negative. In means uh, this word must have been without in. Is it like that? When you say insufficient, it means in came after sufficient. There was sufficient, then you use the word in. You add in, it gives a new meaning. So when you say individual, it means the word must have been used without in. The word will be without in. Individual. What individual means? From divide. Divide means that you are divided. You are not complete. You are divided. So like, you know, your life is divided. Your interest is divided. You become happy when your mother is happy. You become happy when your father is happy. You are happy when your friends are happy. You are divided. You are not, you know, intact. You are not individual. You are individual. You know, the thing really, if a mother, her child is not feeling well in the hospital, and you give her food and you eat, and say, no, eat, you are individual. Is she going to eat? She's not individual. She's individual. Her heart actually is with the child. She's individual. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the people individual. But we invented the word individual. We changed it. It is lie, because never, never true, really. In this world, it is never true that you are individual. The truth really is you are individual, the truth. You can see in your life all the time. What happens to somebody else is going to affect you. What happens to your family is going to affect you. What happens to your children is going to affect you. What happens to your anybody in the society? What happens to kings going to affect the subject? People are connected. People are individual. They are divided. They are not individual. People will be individual in the day of judgment. That's what Quran says, When you are born, you were individual. And when you die, you can individual. In between, you are individual. Between, people are individual. People are divided. When people become individual in between, they become arrogant. They become stupid. They become basically, they don't understand who they are. It is one of the great illness of the, our society, that people think they are independent. So thinking of independence and thinking of being individual, both are lies. And these are two lies when the children learn first thing in the school. They teach you, first thing they teach you, you are independent. And then they teach you, you are individual. Is it true? No, it is a lie. Because you never have been individual and never going to be individual. You always are individual. You never have been independent, and you never going to be independent. You always dependent. When you believe deep in your mind, you are independent. You become upset. 
So every single step in this life makes you to realize you are not independent. You always depend. You want something, but what you want depends on so many factors. So you become annoyed. Why does not happen? I want, but things will not happen because you want. Things will happen according to their own system. You depend on the system. You can't break the system. You have a wrong thing that you are independent. Truth really, you are dependent. If you know you are dependent, you'll be humble. You never can be upset. You know really, anything you want to achieve, it depends on so many factors. So many individuals, so many people, then you get something. So never keep in mind that you are individual. What you have to learn is, you are individual. And never think that you are independent. What you need to think, you are dependent. That's the truth really. So, Quran says, As for those people who feel that they don't need anybody, they think they're mustaghani, they're independent, they're in the individual, they're liars. It never can happen. Then you, you follow him. You follow him all the time. That this, They don't want to turn to you. They don't want to learn from you. They don't need you. They, they show that they don't need you. But you keep following him. These are the Bible, Rabbi, Yashayi, Rabbi, and all these are Quraysh people. They don't want you, O Prophet. They don't want to learn anything from you. They turn away from you. They think they're independent. And you are the one who's running after them. For Antal Husukhat Tasadda. You know, you, this is not right. So Allah SWT, you know, because in this world, one thing to keep in mind really is that in this world, human being is a taker and Allah is the only giver. When a human being assumes that he's not a taker, he corrupts himself. In this world, he has made us to take. We can't give. We are takers. We take from Allah and we take from whatever Allah has made for us. You have to take from everything. You take us. You are not giver. You are not independent. All the time you need to keep taking and taking. Our body needs to take things inside. Oh, otherwise we can't survive. And that is Allah is the only one who, is, who does not depend on anything. He ghani. He does not need anybody. But everybody else, they are fuqara to Allah ta'ala. So Allah says, Amma man istaghna fa'anta lahu tasadda. Oh Prophet, the people who pretend that they don't need you, those who turn away from you, you follow them. You know, you keep following them. This If this person does not become pure, does not learn anything from you, there's no harm upon you, there's no duty upon you, no responsibility. So why are you running after him? This man who turns away from you, does not want to listen to you, think really why you want to teach him, why you are so desperate to follow him. Do you have any obligation? Does Allah have, Allah have made you responsible for them? Is, is this person your responsibility? No. So why are you wasting your time behind this person? If this person does not become pure, does not want to listen, then no duty upon you. You don't have any responsibility. Your responsibility are people who come to you. They want to learn from you. They're more your responsibility. But you keep wasting your time behind this people. So from here we learn really that people who come to you as a thirsty, desperate to learn, they, have, they are your priority. You should actually prefer them over all the people who don't want to learn from you. You can say many times to the they spend so much time to attend, you know, you know, high table dinner and, you know, uh, meeting with the ministers. They don't want anything from you. But you think by attending their, you know, dinner, it's a good value for you. They're wrong. They're not going to learn anything from you. You're going to be harmed. 
The way is don't waste time there. Spend time to the students who come to you. They have more priority. But you can see many, many places actually, there are people who want to learn from you, and people leave them and spend time on those who don't want to learn. That are less wanted or not. Don't, don't spend time. Simple matter really is in this world. Allah SWT never want you to do anything to impress people. What the purpose is to attend a high table dinner? Tell me. What do you get? Only purpose to impress. Nothing else. The whole purpose has been made. You know, people who are from Oxford, you can ask them. So in the colleges, they have made a high table and lower table. Everybody sits there. So then people who are high table, they feel something different from the rest of the people. There's no purpose. If all of them eat together, tell me what will happen. Nothing. They don't lose anything. If the students and teachers and all the high people and low people, they eat together, is there any, will the stomach not accept? Does the stomach have any condition that I will not eat unless actually you sit on the high table? It's all impressing. In this world, Allah never wants you to impress anybody. You can't impress him, you can't impress anybody. To do anything to for purpose of impressing, it is very ugly. Very, very ugly to do things to impress people, to impress Allah. No. The way is functional. Look your function really. Understand your function properly. Do things for the right function. When you are to marry, marry someone for right function. Choose a wife which can be good for your children as a mother. That's all. Don't choose a wife to impress people that I married in this family and this person or that person. Don't make it. Get a job which can be good for your family. Good earning money, you can help them and make them happy, satisfy them. Don't select a job to impress people. Anything that you do for, to impress people, it is lie. It has no benefit in this world and no benefit hereafter. Actually, this thinking to impress people itself is actually very, very mean thing inside the mind. Very mean. Tell me, is it really most time people want to impress? Most time, the whole purpose actually to impress people. The way people wear the clothes, the way they talk, you know, the people who they accompany, all the purpose to impress people. That is something Allah never likes. He never wants from you anything which is impressive. Tell me, when we make mosque, what, what the part of the mosque is? The part of the mosque is a place where people are leave behind all distraction and they come and they focus on Allah. But now we make mosque impressive. So all the distractions become inside the mosque. Nice decoration, design, this thing and that thing. The Prophet said to Aisha, remove the curtain from your house because when I pray, it distracts me. Now we have brought all the distractions in the mosque and we are proud. Now when people make a, build a mosque and you go to the mosque, they will show you, they will show you all those things in the mosque which impress you. If you come to the Prophet in the mosque, his mosque, is he going to impress you or is he going to teach you how to pray? Not to impress. We have changed everything really. The function of the things have changed. Mosques were only built to attract you to Allah. Now the purpose of the mosque has become something else. To impress people, not to attract to Allah. Actually to distract from Allah. I went to this mosque, you know, uh, in, I think, Dubai or Sharjah, you know, uh, is, uh, uh, Sheikh Zayed Mosque, Abu Zabi, yeah, so I went there. The purpose of the mosque is to pray, but the room for the prayer is very small in a corner, which you don't see. The rest of the mosque, which is bigger, it's all for tourists. They come and they see, they're impressed. You can see all the time, it's full of them. 
when the time for, were there before Maghrib, to when the time for Maghrib came, then they were guided to go to a small corner somewhere to pray. The main hall of the mosque is only for tourists. They come and they impress and they pray. Tell me. We have changed the function of the things. Mosque is for other purpose. This is never right really. Your companions are for other purpose. To choose companions, to impress people, to choose a wife or to choose a husband, to impress people is not right. Always understand the function of the thing properly. And that's what Allah SWT wants you to do. The Quran says, This person, if he does not listen to you, does not want to, you have no, problem, no duty upon it. That's why the Quran says, O Prophet, your duty to convey the message. Your duty is not to change people. If they don't listen to you, don't follow them. You need to listen to the one who listens you know, to you. That's why the Quran then after that says, O Prophet, the one who comes to you, yasa, running to you, making effort to come to you, he too desperate to come to you, and he has fear of Allah. He wants to learn something. You know, he wants to learn. His heart is very, very, very soft. He wants to get some sentences from you which can remind about the day of judgment. He has fear of Allah. He really wants to be guided, he wants to be purified. As for the person who comes to you running, he is really keen to get to you. He wants to learn from you. And he has a heart which is humble, very pure heart. He comes to you. But what you do, you make effort to turn away from him. You make effort to ignore him. Quran does not say Talahu means to ignore him or to turn away from him. Quran says no, Quran says to make effort to do something. You make effort to ignore him. You make effort to turn away from him. It's not right. You know, this. The Quran is saying that you see clearly who are people who turn to you. You should turn to them. 